Well, welcome to another episode of Weekly. Um, this is the uh, COVID-19 coronavirus season that we are in, and um, I shared a little bit the other day about my experiences with that and where I'm at in that. Today, I wanted to share something that's maybe more helpful because a lot of us find ourselves working from home or working remotely or doing some of our job in a remote fashion. And I wanted to offer some thoughts and some helpful tips uh, that I've found because um, I'm working from home right now a lot, but I've been working remotely some for the last three years at my job. I get the opportunity because I'm the online director. I really just need internet to do a lot of my job. And so I can really work from anywhere. And so I've been working from coffee shops and co-work places and my house for years off and on throughout the week. And I wanted to share some things that help me be productive when I am working from home. I want to share just a few tips and tricks and things that are helpful to me. These aren't in any necessary order, but I'm trying to group them by type. So um, first thing would be to try to build some kind of routine. Um, It's different working from home or working remotely because there are like less distractions, but also more distractions. And, um, you know, especially when you're at home, you're working and you're like, oh, I got to do the dishes. Oh, I got to change the laundry. I got to take the trash out or whatever. And um, which you can, right? You're at home. But it's helpful if you can build that routine of this is when I'm working. This is when I'm doing these things. For me, one way that really helps me do this is uh, blocking block scheduling on my calendar. And so it's not necessarily saying exactly what tasks I'll do when, but it's like, hey, from 9 to 10, I'm going to do this. And from 10 to 11, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to you know, make these things happen or jump on this video call or have this meeting. It's just a way to keep things moving so you don't spend so much time on one task that you forget what's going on because it is easier to get lost in your work when there are not people around you, like you're more isolated and maybe the only interaction you have is through your phone or through your computer. You're you know hopping on a video call or a phone call. You're texting with people. You're messaging, but it's easy to get lost in work, which is great. There's time to do that. There's time to do some deep thinking and some deep work, but... There's also, um, you need a routine. It's really helpful. Um, Another thing that I would say is to get comfortable. Uh, Find a good place to work. For me, I have this uh, awesome sort of privilege of having this space in our house where I have a desk and all my stuff. I've got some lights. I've got some things to make my video sort of quality look better. And uh, we'll talk about tools here in a second, but find somewhere that you can be comfortable and work. Um, If that's the kitchen table, that's okay. You know, if that's, uh, you know, probably not the couch. (laughs) Honestly, uh, you could be a little too comfy. Though I will take my iPad and go sit somewhere else if I need a change of pace. I'll go sit outside, go sit on our deck, um, something like that as well. If I need that change of pace, change of place. But you want to be comfortable. You don't want to be uncomfortable or feel like you're cramped because that's when things can get really, um, difficult and, and less fun, right? You're already, you're already isolated from people in a way and you want to feel comfortable in what you're doing. So those are just some general thoughts about how you can um, build a routine, get comfortable, get ready for what you're doing. Okay, let's talk about some, some nuts and bolts of working from home or working remotely in this season and really in any season. Um, the biggest piece of advice I could give you is use the right tools and equipment for your job. Having the right 
right setup is so important. And it doesn't have to be everything. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. It can be very simple, but it's so helpful when you have the right stuff that you need. And so for me, some of those things that I use would be um, an external monitor, uh, having a way to plug into that. I have a USB-C dock for my laptop because my laptop uses USB-C, which if you have a laptop or an iPad, you can use a dock, which has a bunch of ports on it. If you have a USB-C laptop, especially from Apple, you know that they don't have very many ports on them anymore. Mine literally only has two USB-C ports. So I have this dock that gives me access to HDMI, extra USB, headphones, SD cards, even an Ethernet line, so I'm plugged in, hardwired to my network, so that's helpful for me. I have a keyboard and a mouse that I like. I've got my microphone that I'm recording into right now, um, which is a nice professional quality microphone, so even when I'm on uh, Zoom calls or Google Hangouts or anything like that, I'm speaking into my condenser microphone, and it's you're getting this same quality. So you're not getting quality just from a laptop speaker. I'm getting quality from my microphone, which is just really helpful uh, when you're talking to people. Having good audio is really nice. And then I've got lights kind of set up in a... Uh, you know, a makeshift studio here. So I'm lit well and people can see me. And man, having the right tools at home is so crucial. I tried to recreate my office space as much as possible with um, some of the same tools or similar tools. So whether I'm at home or I'm at my office, I have the same kind of setup. Even my monitors are like on the same side. All my things are in similar places, my peripherals. So it feels... Um, it feels good. And, and that's the thing is you don't want to have any barriers to you getting work done. So if you're sitting there and you're like, man, I really need to insert this thing. Like for me, I need an external keyboard. Like I use external keyboards a lot and I actually use one called the Microsoft Sculpt keyboard, which is one that has like the split in the middle and it's ergonomic and that helps with my tendonitis in my hands and my wrists. And so when I'm working a lot, typing a lot, uh, it's a lifesaver not having to type on a small laptop screen. I'm typing on this big sort of uh, ergonomic keyboard and I've got my mouse beside me and all that just lends itself to making um, a much better workplace for me. So use the right tools, find the stuff that works for you. It doesn't have to be crazy or overkill. Um, you can find use things. You can ask for things, honestly. Um, you know, maybe your work has some things you can bring home with you to do that. Okay, that's enough about tools. Let's let's talk about some other things. Um, for me, a really important thing is staying hydrated and uh, drinking plenty of liquids. So I've got coffee with me right now. I'm going to alternate that between like uh, water or LaCroix or some sort of sparkling drink and some Coke Zero and some water. I try to alternate kind of back and forth between um, like coffee or Coke Zero and a water beverage. So I'm staying hydrated. It's easy to forget about those things. And one thing that I do is um, I keep some with me and then I keep everything else either in the fridge or in, you know where they are in the kitchen. So I have to get up and actually go do that. So uh, because you need to stand up, right? If you're sitting all day, it's easy to get literally get stuck kind of at your work from home spot all day. So stay hydrated, but also make yourself stand up and go get those things. My Apple Watch reminds me every hour if I haven't really stood or moved enough, it will say, hey, you should stand up. And it's like, OK, and then I'll go get some something to drink to stay hydrated. It's a simple little thing, but actually it really makes a huge difference if you can do it. 
Let's talk about a few apps that I use on a regular basis to get stuff done when I'm working remotely, working from home, whatever you are doing you know, currently. Um, here's a few things that I like to use. One is video conferencing apps. Uh, Zoom has become very popular. It's in everyone's vocabulary now, which is funny. Um, Zoom's been around for a long time, but it is a great app. It's a great option for things uh, to, to do video calls with. Another would be Google Meet, which used to be Google Hangouts. It's like Hangouts Meet, same thing. Uh, if you have a Google account, you can do that for free. It's super easy. Any calendar event can have a Meet to attach to it. Um, I've done several of those this this week for work stuff and also just friend stuff. So if you have a Google account, a Gmail account, either a business account or just a personal one, that will work for you. Another thing is different chat and interaction apps. Um, Slack is very popular if you're in any sort of like sort of tech thing. There's all kinds of Slack communities. Maybe your work has a Slack. Maybe some of your friends have a Slack. Uh, we've been using one at work called Rocket Chat, which is an open source Slack alternative. It's really great. Um, it is free. It's easy to host. You can do different things for hosting. And uh, we've got it integrated with all kinds of stuff at work, which is amazing. Uh, Rocket Chat is a great option. There's also things like GroupMe and WhatsApp uh, to stay connected with people, Facebook Messenger. There's all kinds of ways to stay connected in, you know, semi-real time. Um, but Slack is a great option for sure. If you've not used that, um, it's a great thing, a great tool because you can do, you know, real-time communication or it's there waiting for you when you get back to it. You can set yourself to be away. You can set yourself to be busy. So I've got Rocket Chat, which is our Slack all open, but um, I'll set myself away if I'm busy, if I'm recording something or doing something else. Uh, obviously, email is still a primary form of communication. There's, you know, there's nothing wrong with email. There's also not always things right with email, but uh, it's here. It's there. One of my goals is to get to inbox zero. I, I used to be really diligent and do this like every single day. And now I just do it like every couple days. Um, but I really try hard to triage my inbox and to put things in the right place and make actionable items and actionable things that I can do with my email. So it's never overwhelming. I have right now, if I pull up my email, I've got, I've got about nine emails, um, in there left from today that I need to deal with. And, um, by the end of the day, I will have taken care of all of them. So email doesn't have to be the monster that you get stuck with. Um, if you triage it well, and if you do uh, inbox zero, maybe I'll do an episode just about how I handle email because I used to not be good at email. They used to be overwhelming for me, but now email is super, super easy. Let's talk about uh, notes and reminders and to-do lists and things like that. Um, I have tried, I've tried all the notes apps. I really have, um, I should do a whole weekly podcast just about note taking apps and how I use them on my phone. But currently here's what I use, um, in a big picture idea. I use Apple notes, the one that's built into your phone and your iPad and your Mac. It's really stable. It works really well. They've updated it a lot over the last few years. Apple notes is where quick ideas go and it's where, uh, things get, you know, processed and ideas get put in. Um, it's a good place to hold information. When it comes to long-term storage, I send things to Evernote still because I've been using Evernote since 2008. 
So a long time. Um, I was on the Evernote kind of train for a long time. I've been a premium user. I've not been a premium user. Currently, I'm not paying for premium. And I'm using Notes as my catch-all. And then Evernote becomes my cabinet long-term storage. For to-do lists, I am using Apple Reminders right now. In the last version of iOS, iOS 13, Apple really updated the Reminders app, and it is actually very, very good. I used OmniFocus for a long time, which is a very getting-things-done-style app that uh, I used forever. I've used Todoist. I've used um, so many things. I've tried all the apps. But honestly, I came back to Reminders for a few simple things, and that is that I can use my watch or my phone and talk to Siri and ask Siri to do things for me uh, to set reminders. There's location-based reminders. There's time-sensitive reminders, repeating tasks. Even, hey, you can even say, hey, when I'm talking to this person, when I'm texting with them in iMessage, uh, bring up this reminder and remind me to do that. It's so nice because I'm talking to somebody and I just get this little notification. Hey, do you want to ask this person about this? Oh, yes, I will. Thank you very much. It is actually really, really useful and really fast. I love using reminders for the grocery store. If Cammie sends me to the store, I have to write things down or I will forget them. I know this about myself, and so I just have a shopping list that has running information. I can pull it up on my watch and check things off as I go. I really like using reminders. I think for most people, it is perfectly fine to be your to-do list app. And the reality is I also have been using notes as a, a to-do list manager for projects because you can have check checkboxes and uh, charts and different things in notes. So if I want to do something that's a little bit more detailed and specific, I'll actually just make some checkboxes inside of notes to help me get through projects. Uh, things that I don't want to like remember if I did it or not. It's just sequential. It's actually a good place to do that. So for me, I put everything in notes, everything in reminders. Those things get checked off on a daily basis. And then every Friday, I have this time called a weekly review. And I go through um, email, I go through notes, I go through reminders, I go through uh, some other apps that I use on a regular basis that I don't really have time to talk about right now, like drafts, where text kind of begins for me, and other places that have storage, um, I read it later folders, and I spend an hour just going through that and making, uh, you know, archiving things, putting things in the right place, sorting things, tagging things, all that kind of stuff to make sure that I'm taking care of what I need to and that it's not getting overwhelming. That's the thing with any system uh, whether it's analog or it's digital, if you don't review, if you don't keep up with it, it's going to get overwhelming. That's why your email is overwhelming, because you don't deal with it in the right way. You just let it pile up, and then you have... I know people who have thousands of unread messages. That drives me bonkers. I don't know how you live your life. I have one right now in all of my inboxes from all my emails uh, that I haven't dealt with. So uh, weekly reviews to do all that is a really, really smart thing. And again, if you're working from home, there's a good chance that people are communicating with you more over email, over Slack, over Rocket Chat, over all these things, over Facebook, like you're getting all this information and you need to deal with it. So take some time, um, maybe a little bit each day, but then take time on one day. Maybe it's for me, it's Friday because that's the end of my week. Maybe for you, it's Sunday. Maybe it's Thursday. I don't know. It doesn't really matter when you do a weekly review, but you should make an appointment with yourself and you should set it and not forget it. 
Okay, let's do like a rapid fire thing here of just some ways that I work that are, are maybe helpful for you. Um, I use something when I really need to get work done called the Pomodoro method, where you set a timer. Uh, I think it started with the sort of Pomodoro like tomato kitchen timers and um, but you can set it for whatever times you want a really good way is like 25 minutes of work five minutes break and so you work for 25 minutes kind of head down doing your thing you're not distracted and then when you finish that you take a five minute break get up and walk around go get a drink go get some coffee go stretch your legs right and then you come back and do it again and you do that several times and then you take an extended break so if you do three or four sessions then you take a 15 or 20 minute break, um, go eat some lunch, go do something else. It's incredible what you can do. If you've never tried the Pomodoro method, this idea of working and taking a break, working and taking a break, it really, it really does work. And there, when there's times that I need to do some research or some reading or just something that I'm avoiding in a way, because it's going to require mental load, this is the way that I do that. I set a timer, I do the method, I take a break, you let your monkey brain kind of rest, you flip through Facebook, you look at Instagram, and then you go back and you do it again and again and again, and you will be blown away by how much work you can get done using this method. All right, another quick thing is to put your phone in do not disturb mode. You can also put your computer in this mode. If you have an Apple computer, I'm assuming Windows has a similar mode, but you can put your phone in do not disturb and you won't get notified of things that are happening. And you can actually set a group of people who can notify you. So if you want to set your spouse or your parents or your boss or whoever, yeah, their, their calls and texts will get through, but all that other stuff is not going to come through. While you're doing Pomodoro, use Do Not Disturb. Combine those powers together and you will have a beautiful, beautiful time of working. Because you know what? When you get distracted, it takes time to get back on track. Even if you think you're back to doing what you're doing, it actually takes your brain a while to re reconnect. And so um, take that time to get some work done with the Pomodoro method and put your phone in Do Not Disturb. Uh, another thing that will help you do is is it will take you that time to set up some of those VIPs and those contacts of people who can get through. And it makes you consider, is this important? Is this something that matters? Uh, and then what doesn't matter? So you're already triaging your stuff on the front end. You're not having to come back around and do it. And then the last thing is to um, give yourself some block scheduling in your calendar app. So this is a great thing that has been helpful for me working at home. You've got some meetings, you've got some uh, phone calls, you've got some things you've got to do, maybe tune in for at specific times, put those on your calendar, and then take the rest of that time that's now open and fill it with stuff to do. Now, you don't have to fill it with exactly what you're going to do, like every to-do list thing. But um, like, for example, for me, it could be from 9 to 10, I'm going to do um, email and clean up and uh, go over my notes and make notes for today. And then from 10 to 10.30, I'm going to do these things. And from 11 to 12, I've got a Zoom call. Just take take that time on your calendar and assign it to something. It's kind of like budgeting, which um, I'm not great at, but I do better at budgeting when I tell my money where to go on the front end, right? When I predetermine what's going to happen, 
Uh, that's that's a better choice. And the same thing is true for me and probably for you with your time. If you tell your time where to go on the front end, there's a better chance that you're going to actually do it. Uh, that doesn't always work. And I don't make my block schedules like really detailed or really, really specific. It's just kind of a thing that's guiding me through my day. Along with that, uh, there's this idea people call it like your MITs, your most important tasks. Pick two or three things that you're like, if I get this done today, it will be a good day. Because if you're working from home, like you're going to have some time to do stuff and you might work on a lot of things, but it might not feel like you accomplished everything you wanted to. And I think some of that is just because you didn't do the thing that's actually most important. So as you're sitting down in the morning, blocking out your schedule, maybe the night before, that's a great time to do it actually consider what is most important to me. If I did these two or three things, it would be a successful day regardless of what else happens. And then everything on top of that is just gravy. It's just good. So what's most important for you today and how are you going to make the most of working from home? Thanks for listening to this kind of special edition of Weekly during the COVID-19 crisis. Uh, More episodes to come over the coming weeks. But I wanted to take this on the front end and just share some of my ideas that I've had success with in working from home in hopes that it will help you in your journeys in working from home. Um, You can get a lot done. You can also waste a lot of time. So uh, Take that time to be productive and stay healthy, stay away from people and get some really great quality work done. It's incredible. I think what you can accomplish with the right tools, with the right setup, with the right vibes, all that stuff matters. And uh, don't don't neglect those things and just sit in an uncomfortable chair in an uncomfortable spot. Find a place where you can spread out. Find a place where you can get your tools that you need. Make those adjustments. Use the Pomodoro timer. Do all the things and go out and and just and just do it man you can do it i believe in you again thank you so much for listening to this episode hope that it was helpful if it is drop me a line say hi would love to connect over this time and uh, again we will get through this together alone Mm -hmm.